Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation. Welcome to the Believe in Raiders podcast presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm Dennis Ackerman, pleased to be joined by former Raider great Stanford route. Stan, the 2023 schedule was released on Thursday. And what's the one thing that stood out to you about the Raiders' upcoming schedule this season, my man? I would just probably say uh, exactly how it starts off the same way that 2011 started off for us when we lost the division to Tim Tebow going 1-4 and four in the month of December after the 7-4 and four start. Uh, open up with the Denver Broncos and then the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. We already know that's going to be a tough test at Buffalo. And so I think that for most players, uh, you know, we're in the AFC West. So we got to play Pat Mahomes twice. We got to play Justin Herbert twice. We got to play Russell Wilson and Sean Payton twice. So regardless of how it's configured, or should I say the way it's scheduled, you're going to have to play those guys six times. So go ahead and accept it one way or the other. But the uh, the only thing that as a player it can matter to you is just if you want to avoid cold weather areas in december slash january versus september october that is probably the biggest thing that players care about whenever that comes into play but otherwise you know that you got to see the aaron Rodgers of the world you know that you got to see the josh allens of the world you know that you have to see justin herbert pat mahomes so you're gonna have to see him regardless whether it's week one whether it's week 18 it really doesn't matter because sure enough you are going to be lacing up the cleats going toe-to-toe with them come a sunday afternoon yeah the afc west is absolutely loaded this year in terms of quarterback play you know stan the one thing that i found interesting looking at this schedule that really popped out to me is last year the raiders finished six and eleven right and I'm not so sure that this roster is better than it was a year ago. Me neither. Yet they still rewarded the Raiders with five primetime games this upcoming season. I mean, is it, is it, I mean, Stan, we know that the Raiders were once one of the iconic franchises of the NFL. Now they have made the playoffs twice in the last uh, two decades, basically. I mean, are they still that big of a brand? I mean, I personally don't think so. I mean, growing up, yes, this is one of the five four or five iconic franchises in the entire NFL. Do they still carry that? I, I, I know it's a brand and people say it is, but my gosh, they haven't won much, as we all know, in the last couple of decades. Do you think they deserve five primetime games? Well, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since 1995. Would you say they're still a brand? They, they are, Stan, because at least they've been <laughs> in the playoffs more than twice so over the last and, couple of years. And no, trust me, I get what you're saying, but let's go ahead and think about the brands in the NFL. We got the Green Bay Packers. Yep. We got the Dallas Cowboys. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Great. And some people would say maybe the Patriots. Some would say yeah. that maybe yes, maybe no, 49ers. whatever. 49ers, 49ers that's four. Yeah. And then let's go ahead and just name some other. Let's go ahead and throw somebody else in there that we're probably overlooking right now just for the sake of this discussion. After those five, name another one that's a bigger brand historically, iconically than the Raiders. It, it, it's You're right, Stan. It is hard. I mean, you could say at one time the Bears are one of the, the – they're one of the grand that, franchises, I should say. They haven't had as much success as the Raiders. Um, that's just one of the older, you know, purebred – Exactly. Uh, blue bloods of the NFL, I should say blue bloods more, more, more. But you're right. I, okay. And that's why the Raiders, even when they're not doing well, even when they're losing, even when they're tough to watch, they're still a brand 
they're still a team that people are going to think of in an iconic way, whether it's back in the 70s or 80s with Al Davis, God rest his soul. They're called the junkyard dogs or the 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 uh, the migration from Oakland to L.A. back up to the Bay. And now we're in Sin City. So the Raiders are still a brand. They may not be the Dallas Cowboys as far as being worth five billion or whatever the Cowboys are worth right, right now. But the Raiders are still a brand. And so even back when we were two and 14, four and 12, five and 11, those years, we still had primetime games. So you factor the fact that you factor that they're a brand and they're in, wait a minute, where? Sin City? Ain't that going to be where the Super Bowl is going to be in 2024? So it's not surprising that the Raiders have primetime games. No, it's not. All right. Before we do look at their schedule game by game, let me get the promo in here. And betonline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have covered for all sports wagering needs, basketball, baseball, NHL, hockey, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options in your favorite casino and card games you play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, beg your pardon, believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You know, it's the one thing I found interesting. I live in the Bay Area. We're recording this on Friday afternoon, and the Warriors are on the brink of elimination against the L.A. Lakers. This could be the end of the Warriors dynasty. And you know what is dominating sports talk radio? The NFL schedule, even with the Warriors dynasty on the brink of elimination. It's just, and Stan, we're not kicking the season off uh, for another just under four months away. It is just remarkable what the NFL just dominates 12 months out of the year. Yeah, the NFL the NFL does a great job of making the NFL a year-round sport. Yep. It's an event. You look at just a couple weeks ago how you have the NFL draft, and now they have the fans that are there, and now it, it rotates where yep. sometimes it's in Cleveland, sometimes it's in Vegas. This year was in Kansas City. I don't even know where it's going to be at next year. And it's always an event, the opening of free agency, the draft, the schedule release. And, like, let's go ahead and be honest. As of Monday, the NFL was trickling out yes. little games that you could that they, they were showing as far as who's going to be playing who and which week in which week. And you already knew the opponents. I know you knew the opponent. I know. Now it's just about the scheduling. So the NFL does a good job of making everything an event and how even in the offseason, like you look at how a couple weeks ago, didn't you notice how on the night of the NFL draft, there really weren't any playoff games? In the oh, NBA? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Because the NBA doesn't want to compete with nope. the draft. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. They don't want to compete with the draft. And so the NFL, obviously, it's king in America right now. We yep. all know that. And Roger Goodell, the powers that be, they do a great job of making everything an event, even when it's in the offseason. I know. Well, I mean, look at Stan, prime example. I mean, the schedule comes out. My buddies are texting me, DA, the Steelers. Are going to be in Vegas. Meet me there for that game. Hey, DA, uh, I'm going to go to the Jets game. Why don't you meet me there in Vegas for that one? I mean, my friends are just like, boom, 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 boom. It's like, hey, can you hit this one, this one, this one? So, it's, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just, yep. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's crazy. It is absolutely what, unbelievable. Yeah, that's definitely uh, just goes to show the popularity of this oh, yeah. sport and how the draft, 
free agency, the scheduling, everything in between. And that's why fans are chomping at the bit for every piece that they can get of our great sport. All right, Stan, let's take a look at the Raiders' schedule. Let's go week by week, and let's see what kind of win total we can come away with for the boys in silver and black. As you mentioned, they're going to start the season. Divisional opponents, Sean Payton's first game with the Denver Broncos, Raiders at Bronco. It's a 125 start September the 10th. Denver, Denver's already been established as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. <laughs> Hey, that's the power of Sean Payton. Man. Oh my power gosh, Sean Payton. Dan, I got I got to put it down as an L only because it's going to be on the road in Sean Payton's first game. You know that place is going to be going nuts. We don't know yes, what kind is. of team the Raiders are going to have. I'm putting it down as a loss. You? Uh, I could I I would put it down as a toss up. Yeah, obviously the Denver Broncos were not good last year. Sean Payton is coming over. He's going to bring that offensive genius that he had for so many years with the Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator and then his illustrious career with the New Orleans Saints bringing them a Super Bowl championship. But because it's early in the year, because it's still going to be something new between this marriage of him and Russell Wilson, we're not sure that they're going to be firing off of all cylinders week one. So I could easily see the Raiders starting off the season of the 2023 year with a victory. I could all very right. well easily see it. That's why I would just simply call this a toss-up game or a pick em. All right. I'm going to put you down for a W. I'm going to put myself down for a loss on that one. Uh, okay. Right. Following weekend at Buffalo, at Buffalo. No way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Jimmy G is the quarterback. Hopefully he'll still be healthy in week two. <laughs> you have Devontae Adams. Yep. You got Josh Jacobs. And you have a Buffalo Bills team. A Buffalo Bills team that has been for the last two and a half years deemed as a Super Bowl contender, right? Oh, yeah. If not favorite. Have they won a, exactly. Have they won a Super Bowl in the last two and a half years? They haven't even got there. Exactly. So Buffalo is still a team that is underachieved based on the prognosticators forecast for how good their roster should be as far as wins and losses, how deep in the playoffs. And I say all that to say, because Buffalo has underwhelmed with where you think their talent should lead to as far as being in the promised land, AFC championship game, Super Bowl, things like that. That's why do not be utterly shocked if the Raiders are able to go ahead and somehow, some way, pull off a victory. Not saying it's likely, but because Buffalo has not lived up to expectations, it is not out of the realm of possibility that they could be stubbing their toe early off in the season. All right, I'm still going to put it down as a loss for both of us. Okay, and here's the one. Too, yes. Okay, here's the one. Uh, their home opener is prime time Sunday night against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. For some reason, I'm going with the W. Uh, on that one for the Raiders. I know the Steelers started slow a year ago. They came on strong. Uh, I do like the Raiders uh, winning at home against the Steelers. What do you think? Yeah, I would like to see that. I would like to go ahead and pencil that in as W as yep. well. But that's where, like I say, because the Raiders are so up and down, they could have a week where they play like like world beaters, how they did in week, I believe it was 17 against the San Francisco 49ers, the first half of the game against a defense that we felt like was an an immovable object and obviously you see uh 
they go out there up and down the field, throw for about 300 yards, and then they wind up still losing but played very well in the same way that they can then go and turn in a dud of a game, as you've seen for many times over the last couple of years, and wind up losing this game. So that's why, man, it, it's very, very difficult in trying to forecast the Raiders because you don't know which team is going to show up. And then also within the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett now being in his second year. He's going to be the starter, obviously. But we don't know what type of team Pittsburgh has. So just all that, I say all that to say, once again, I will call this a pick em, But yes, let's go ahead and uh, pencil it in for a double. All right. The following week, they are on the road. Another division game at the Chargers. Uh, I just don't see the Raiders going on the road and beating Justin Herbert and that group. I'm still waiting for the Chargers to put it all together and actually make a, a legitimate run. But Stan, I think this is another loss for the Raiders. Yeah, I would definitely go ahead and agree with you as well. All right, let's move on then. A Monday Nighter, Stan, hosting the Green Bay Packers with Jordan Love. I got to think the Raiders are, are going to get this as a W, especially with the Packers. Basically, I wouldn't say complete rebuild, but definitely they're going to have some growing pains with Jordan Love as their starting quarterback. So I'm going to give the Raiders a W there. What do you think? I'm right there with you. Okay. So, all right. Okay. Here we go again. The rate, the, uh, the, the Raiders East, oh, yeah. the Patriots oh, yeah. are coming back. Can I call them the Raiders East? <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill Belichick's bringing the boys back to Vegas. Uh, that one's October the 15th. Uh, the Raiders won when we all know that wacky, uh, last play of the game, they pulled it off, and I, I like them to beat the Patriots again, Stan. I do. Yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, think that they have a perfect opportunity to beat the Patriots. We look at how, obviously, Mac Jones has regressed with having Matt Patricia being the play caller last year, things like that. doesn't seem like him and Bill Belichick are having a perfect union of a marriage, so this is definitely a winnable game for the Black and Silver. Okay, Stan, this is the one where I'm like, this could define the Raiders' season to me. Sunday, October the 27th, it's a noon start in Chicago, 10 a.m. on the West Coast. They're at the Bears. The Bears are in a complete rebuild. Yes. I think you just have to get this one, Stan. You just have to get this one. And you would they, think so. You if they would don't, think I'm so. A, yeah, and if I, they don't, I think the season spirals out of control. I'm going to give them the W, uh, but I, I'm not confident about giving the W. How about that? I'm not confident with it either just because it's the Bears. <laughs> and this yep. is another one of those games where you're thinking, okay, well, surely they can go ahead and beat Justin Fields. But I've seen stranger things out of the silver and black. That's why, yeah, I would go ahead and call it a W as well. But like I said, my friend, do not be surprised. And a lot of it is based on the team that they have seven days right after as we're about to talk about. Or, sorry, eight days after. Yeah, the, another uh, Monday night football game for the silver and black this time. They're headed to Detroit to take on the Lions. This is a team, an up-and-coming team. They started slow a year ago, Stan, and they finished very strongly, knocked the Packers out of the playoffs. Final game of the season. I like the Lions in this one, and I don't even think it's going to be a close one. Exactly. Just because two straight games back-to-back -back on the road in the Midwest, obviously Detroit that's going to be played in a dome, that's going to be played inside uh, that time of the year, day before Halloween. So we're not going to see great weather, I would imagine, up there in Detroit. But just simply the traveling two weeks in a row, that right there just spells bad uh, that that spells misfortune for me in my opinion for this silver and black for the las vegas raiders i think that they're going to lose that game just because of it being the second of a back-to-back -back road game dan here's where the raiders schedule gets really tough in my opinion so on november the 5th sorry just trying to read that at home against the new york giants that's a fox game 
I don't see them beating New York, especially the way the Giants turned around things a year ago. That team, to me, is on the upswing, and I don't think the Raiders get past the Giants at home. And that, to me, is another pick em game. Like We don't know which type of Danny Dimes is going to show up, so maybe you go ahead and get a couple of turnovers early. We already see Daniel Jones had, what, what was it, 22 touchdown passes last year, or was it 22 total touchdowns? I forget which one it was. And so because of him being limited so far right now in his early young career, maybe the Raiders are able to go ahead and get after him a little bit, slow down Saquon Barkley with Max Crosby, Tyree Wilson, Chandler Jones coming off the edge, people like that. And once again, to me, this is a pick em game. Now the one be now the one directly after that, <laughs> I think <laughs> that we both will agree that's probably going to be an L. Yeah, I'm going to give you an L on the Giants because the other pick em game, I gave you a couple Ws on two pick em games. I'm going to go to L there. Yeah, the Raiders, uh, this one's a Sunday nighter, and we all know why they're – Hosting this one, the New York Jets come yes. calling with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he makes his uh, New York appearance in Las Vegas with the New York Jets. And we agree we're both going with an L there. Um, then they got to travel all the way across the country. And this is a tough one. At Miami, it's a 10 a.m. West Coast start on Sunday, November the 19th. Stan, I don't see them uh, winning that one either. I think that's another loss. Yeah, when you look at how it's going to be November 19th, obviously it's going to be cooler weather when you think about the West Coast, When even if you think about the Bay Area or Sin City. And now all of a sudden they have to go down to human Miami, which is going to be late November, a week before Thanksgiving. That's why I would go ahead and give this an L as well. And then we factor in Jalen Waddle, we factor in Tariq Hill, whoever is going to be quarterback mm -hmm. for the Miami Dolphins. They got Jalen Ramsey now to book in with an Xavier Howard. So to me, Aside from the talent that Miami has, just the difference in climate. And I remember 2011, we played the Miami Dolphins. Brandon Marshall was the receiver for them back then. I think Moore was the quarterback. And we played them in early December. And I'm from Texas. I'm in great shape. I ran track in college. And even me, in the first quarter, we were a little winded. Because we're used to the Bay Area in early December where it's either cold, rainy, cloudy, or all three. And then all of a sudden, we're down there in sunny South Beach, and it's 80 degrees. And that humidity was something that we weren't ready for just because we weren't used to it being in the Bay Area. So this is definitely going to be a changing climate. And that's why I would choose an L for this game. Man, I know you live in Houston. I will never, ever be ready for that humidity. It just <laughs> All right, the following, late, following Sunday, beg your pardon, Sunday? November the 26th, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes coming calling. Uh, we haven't beat them in I don't know how many years at home. I think the streak continues. That's another loss. I think we can yeah. uh, go ahead and skip forward. The Vikings, that's always an interesting team to me. Uh, I know they played well. They got in the playoffs last year. I'm never sold on Kirk Cousins. That game's Sunday, uh, December the 10th. The Raiders have a bye in between those two games, by the way. So their next one would be hosting the Minnesota Vikings Sunday December the 10th, Stan, I, I don't know why. I just, I, I'm going to put that down as a W. Call me crazy. I just, Minnesota, I've never sold on for the fact that Kirk Cousins, I mean, I, I'm just not sold on him. I don't know how you feel, but for some reason, uh, I'm going to just throw that down as a W for the Raiders. No particular reason why, just a gut feeling. Yeah, I would go ahead and say the same thing. I, I'm, I've never been sold on Kirk Cousins, so I think the Raiders are going to come out victorious in that game. All right, then they uh, Thursday night, this is a quick turnaround. This is another home game, and it's against the L.A. Chargers. That one's on Prime Video. The Raiders always play the Chargers tough at home, whether it's a, it's a, it's a close loss or the Raiders come out on top. Um, I'm going to give the Raiders a W. I am. Uh, 
That one's always a close one, and I just think they usually split with the Chargers they have uh, over the last couple of years. What are you feeling about that one? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I believe the Raiders usually always split with the Chargers as well, so I would go ahead and give them a W Thursday night, Amazon Prime, because of the loss that they suffered in earlier in the season out there um, at, uh, at SoFi Stadium. So I would definitely go ahead and go with the W, but once again, definitely would not be surprised if that winds up being an L, especially with it being a short week. And then Christmas Day, after you get up, you open your Christmas presents, you can watch some Raider football on Christmas Day. It's a 10 a.m. start. Unfortunately for the Raiders, it's in Kansas City, and we know that has been a house of horrors for them. Now, they did pull off a victory a few years ago uh, with John Gruden was the coach. The Raiders beat uh, the Chiefs 40-32, to but stay on Christmas Day. I got to feel that's a loss. Yeah, I would go ahead and say that as well. Maybe, just maybe, somehow, if the Chiefs already have the number one seed wrapped up and they're going to start resting their players, things like that, maybe the Raiders can come out victorious. Otherwise, I see that definitely being an L for the Silver and Black on Christmas Day. Then on New Year's Eve day, 10 a.m. Pacific, it's a Sunday. They are at the Colts. I don't know if the, the Raiders are playing out the string. Are they playing for pride going up perhaps against Anthony Richardson at that time? Maybe he's... The starting quarterback for the Colts, maybe he's going through growing pains. Uh, I'll give the Raiders a W there. What do you think? Yeah, I would say so. I think Indianapolis probably is going to be reeling that time of the year, probably starting Anthony Richardson. So, yes, uh, the silver and black, the Las Vegas Raiders, give him a W. And then finally, they wrap up the season Sunday, January the 7th, 2024, at home against the Denver Broncos. They've owned the Broncos at home. Uh, over the last handful of games. My gosh, I was just thinking, if I give the Raiders a W there, that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, that's seven and ten. That, that That's feasible. You go you go with the W, stay in the last one at home? Yeah, I'd go with the W, the last one, just because, you know, uh, who knows where Denver's going to be at, at that time. You may very well not even have Russell Wilson starting after uh, looking at the way he played last year, who knows what the marriage is going to be like between him and Sean Payton. Is it going to be, uh, is it going to be blissful? Is it going to be something that has turbulence in it? We still don't know. So I would say at that point in time of the year, I don't think the Denver Broncos are going to be some team that is making a strong push for the playoffs. I don't know. Just call it a gut feeling. I think the Raiders are going to win that game. All right, Stan, I'm looking at uh, our predictions. I've got them seven and 10 You've got them eight at nine. Are we being overly optimistic to Raider Nation out there? Oh, no, I definitely wouldn't go that far just because, like, the team went seven and 10 last year. Six and 11. So they're not going to, I'm sorry, six and 11. They're not going to be two and 15. I don't think this team is going to be three and 14. So putting them in that seven, eight win category, that does not seem beyond the realm of possibility because this team still has Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Obviously, we see that they that they drafted Tyree Wilson. We see that they drafted more. So they have, I'm sorry, Mayor. So they have players. Now, do they have players at every position? No, they don't. But they still have Pro Bowl level players. So to think that they're going to be seven or eight win team, that's not something that's completely out of the realm of possibility. Not in my book. All right. Well, let's wrap things up here. I want to make sure I get this wording correctly. And Stan has been a report that, to- oops. Sounds like Tom Brady's going to finally join the Raiders. <laughs> finally. <laughs> but it's going to be you as know, a limited owner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Go like, ahead. you know, I look at how, uh, obviously, with Josh McDaniels being the head coach, uh, you look at how the regime is come over from the New England Patriots. I'm calling it the Patriots West, just that mantra. So it's not completely far-fetched to think that Tom Brady still wants to be 
involved within football. It's not far-fetched that he wants to be involved with ownership because I believe he's already said that before. And then with it being the Raiders, I'm sorry, the Patriots West regime, it's not something that just seems completely far-fetched to me. And maybe, just maybe somehow, some way, he wasn't able to get part ownership or stake within the actual New England Patriots. So this right here would be the closest thing that he can get to it. Yeah, just a reminder to Raider Nation out there, last March, Brady purchased a stake in the WNBA Las Vegas Aces, which owner Mark Davis primarily owns. And if you might recall, Brady signed a 10-year, $375 million, yep. I beg your pardon, contract with Fox, mm -hmm. which is due to start in 2024. But apparently, uh, a source told ESPN that Fox has blessed this arrangement, so it's not going to, if he does become a minority owner, a very small minority owner in the Raiders, it's not going to uh, impact that. Impact that a bigger pardon, so we'll see. So, all right, partner. Well, good stuff. We went over the Raiders' uh, schedule once again. You've got them going eight and nine. I've got them going seven and ten. We'll see how it all plays out. Now, just under four months away from uh, starting the 2023 NFL season. All right, that's going to do it for another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast presented by BetOnline.ag. From my partner, Stanford Route, I'm Dennis Ackerman. Thanks so much for listening, and may all your punts find the coffin corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.